Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is St. Patrick's Day, Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And Coach, we get to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with some good memories from last night, some big scores and some happy members. Oh, absolutely, man. It was a blast. Uh, just to ride out the the double whammy, you, you hammered that... Uh, uh, FanDuel lineup almost cracked 400, so hats off to you, man. That was phenomenal. And then I've been on this crazy after-hour streak on the FanDuel slate, yep. and I busted 350 on a two-gamer. So it was like, what the heck? So that was – it was awesome, man. Great job, and uh, just awesome to see everybody so fired up in Discord. And I want to build on it today. You know me. I'm – Double-figure games is my uh, specialty, so I'm ready. Yeah, you know, it really just was fun to see the screenshots from the members. We had a member take down a $2 single entry and a $222 yeah. single entry. So yes. we have, uh, you know, members playing different amounts. And, you know, the the member who took down the 222 made more money on that lineup than I did, but that's fine. I mean, that's the whole idea <laughs> is we try to help members – um, you know, no matter what they're playing, be successful, yeah. build the bankroll, and uh, it happened across the board. And then, like you said, late night, we got the bonus with your lineup. DraftKings was good as well on the main slate. So, yeah, uh, let, let's keep it rolling tonight. 10 games, fun times, and it, it goes to show you know, the, the coach process can work. A lot, most of our members have adopted it, and you know, it, it doesn't matter what your bankroll is if you have you know, 25 in there or 2,500. Uh, it's uh, pretty foolproof. So now we just need to plug some more winners in there and we'll be good to go. All right, let's do it. And, you know, this is a fun Wednesday because we're going to have a two brains are better than one FanDuel yes. GPP lineup. We're going to build that at the end of the show. So yep. let's uh, build up to it here game by game. We've got 10, so we've got our work cut out for us here. And we have eight teams involved in a back-to-back -back and four yeah. totals over 230. And once again, we have a magic... 245 and a half game Sacramento wow. and Washington we'll get to that in a little bit but we do have some a number yeah we've got some good pace some good offenses tonight and some some juicy totals so yeah let's start with the seven o'clock games there are four of them and the first one is actually a low total it's Toronto and Detroit 220 and a half on betus.com.pa our presenting sponsor Toronto favored by three and a half on the road here and we finally have a little bit of a potential shift in the injury news for Toronto. We still have OG Ananobi out, but now right. Fred Van Vliet is listed as doubtful, and Siakam, along with Makah and Flynn, are listed as questionable. So we may have a deeper rotation for Toronto. And with Detroit, Diallo is still out, and then the guard rotation still has a bunch of question marks as Ellington is doubtful. Magruder and Dennis Smith Jr. are questionable. So a uh, low right. total here to start. Any interest in this one? I mean, we have such a phenomenal slate here, just chuck loaded with value and pay up spots. And this game just, you know, does not seem like a spot to go, except for one thing. If Siakam does not play, uh, you know, and that's going to be news we have to follow, you know, right in Discord up until lock. But if he doesn't play, then obviously Lowry and Powell have to be considered because they absorb most of that usage. They've been crushing it lately. 
Uh, Detroit is not the best defensive team by any stretch. And, uh, you know, I'm interested there. If Siakam comes back, just because I think this will be a little bit more of a grind-out game, um, and he just demands so much usage, it will lower uh, Powell and Lowry on my list. Um, But I'm looking, you know, there's a consideration there. Same thing with Boucher. Um, He's a little more expensive than, uh, you know, I I really want to pay for him. But, again, another guy that could smash the slate. So uh, as far as the Toronto side goes, I'll go a one-off there if Siakam sits. If not, it'll be a pass. On the Detroit side, you know, Jeremy Grant I rostered last time around. And, you know, he started well but just hit the skids. I think he's dinged up a little bit. He just doesn't look 100% right to me, so I'm not going to go there. Um, And after that, there's just a monster rotation of guys. You know, one thing I did notice as well, Andrew, is um, Mason Plumlee is starting to lose a little bit of that uh, time on the floor and usage. They're starting to really make a youth movement with uh, Isaac and Dumbuyu, and now that they have – Diallo, I mean, I think you're going to see a changing of the guard there a little bit. Um, the one guy that did bring his value the few, last few slates very well is Magruder, and he's dinged up a little bit. So um, just a, a very dangerous game. You don't want to get out to a poor start with someone here. So, you know, unless we get news on Siakam that he's not playing, I very well may have no exposure here. Uh, but if he is out then I think it is necessary to roster at least one Raptor. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're certainly in play if all those guys are out again. Um, you know, this is a slow-paced game with Detroit being 24th, and I, I just don't want to get much uh, exposure here other than really a pivot in a GPP to get unique and pay up, so to speak, for a guy like Powell in the mid-7Ks. Yeah. Um, and then there are several guards here that could be a GPP value. The one on Toronto is Terrence Davis if he starts again in the mid-3K range, but he's not that exciting. Uh, and then with Detroit, Magruder, if he starts, and Ellington and Smith Jr. out again. Uh, or if they're all out, then Saban Lee potentially steps up. But like you said, the, the forward minutes, the big guy minutes, they were a little bit more mixed uh, Grant, yeah. Grant and Plumley did not get 30 minutes. Isaiah Stewart had about 24. So, you know, Toronto's not uh, as strong defensively without those guys. They're 14th right now. But uh, if if Detroit's going to mix it up like that and give those young guys more run, then I don't really want to invest in any of those Pistons tonight. I agree. All right, game two. And this one's got a little bit more excitement. The total's 232. It's Brooklyn and Indiana. Nets favored by three and a half. Durant still out, of course. On the Indiana side, uh, Jeremy Lamb is questionable. And this this is an island game for both teams. Interesting, when they played uh, about a month ago, it was pretty low scoring, 104 to 94. Yeah. Um, So, you know... Indiana's defense was was solid enough, and uh, the thing that surprises me is that now they're both tied for 10th in pace, and with Brooklyn still having the number one offense in the NBA, I'm surprised that game was so low scoring, Um, so 
that's why this one's 232. Um, There's, you know, a couple other big total games coming up that I think I like a little bit more, but we really should start the discussion here with Karis Levert because he's facing Christ. He's FanDuel's gone and done it again, coach. Ridiculous. 4,400 on FanDuel, 6,800 on DraftKings. You know, the thing that sucks about that is it's it's like you're playing with one less guy on your team because everybody's got to put him in at that price. It's it's so agitating when they do that because he's going to be 85% owned at that, you know, totally mispriced number. But it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> It's funny that it's it's done to a guy like that who is going against a 22nd ranked defense. Yeah, and really. And, and it's a narrative game, and he's ramping up in minutes. He got 29 against Denver. So, yeah, he's locked in for me. I, I'm not going to play him on DraftKings, but FanDuel for sure. And then, um, you know, if it wasn't such a glaring value there, a couple other guys in this game might be more attractive. Guys like Justin Holiday right next to him, he's only 4000 on FanDuel as a small forward. In the last five games, he's attempted 45 threes. So wow. nine a game, and he's shooting over 40% on the season. And yeah. watching that Denver game, you know, they just they lost him uh, while they were paying a little bit more attention to Levert. So he Holiday got more shots and, and did well. So yeah. you, you could look there. Uh, and then on the Brooklyn side... Um, they they did a pretty good job uh, stifling Harden. Kyrie had a big game against Indiana, so I guess if I was going to invest there, I'd probably stick with Irving. He's he's a lot cheaper than Harden, um, but I'm not I'm not thrilled about either one of those guys tonight. They're not my favorite pay up options. Um, and then Joe Harris, he's finally at that price on Fanduel where I'll consider him at thirty eight hundred. And I just don't like playing him with Kyrie and Harden, but that price is pretty low. I can't really ignore that anymore. Yeah, I mean, he was upper fives not that long ago. Yep. And and Jeff Green, if he starts again at 4,200, you could look there. He had a nice little renaissance against New York. And and the thing that benefits him as a starter is he gets the great assists from Harden. And he just doesn't get that off the bench when he's not playing with those guys as much. So. You know, maybe uh, maybe a one-off in addition to Levert, who's going to be locked in for me on FanDuel. Yeah, I, I mean, I could tell you right now, Karis Levert, with this narrative game, with everything going, I really don't care that he's so mispriced. I'm playing him everywhere. Yep. I'm playing him on DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, Super Draft, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I just think this, you know, it just sets up so well for him from all different angles. Who's going to be defending him? You know, the pace of play, the expectation of the uh, over-under in this game. You know, I, I looked at that last time they played as well, and I think it was just a bit of an aberration. They'd, one of the teams was on a three out three and four days. It just was one of those oddities. I think this game uh, gets a lot more pep in its step, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, you know, I like, I sort of like Kyrie Irving in this game. I, I think that, you know, he's priced just a little bit less than the big super studs, and I, I don't think he's going to be owned very much because everybody's going to out, you know, outshine uh, him in in different spots here when people want to pay up. So, 
I, I like Irving. I like Joe Harris at that price. It's just way too cheap. I mean, you know, he should be 52, 54, not 38. So uh, he's going to get some of the periphery stuff on this team in a game that's paced like this. So I'm with you on him. Uh, on the Indiana side, like I say, I, like, I really like Levert. I think you made a great point with Holiday. I've been watching him lately because I was worried that uh, with Levert coming back that he would really take a nosedive. But you you pointed out a great stat. I didn't really look at that stat to realize he took that many threes. But I know that his usage hasn't uh, been smashed by Levert by any stretch. And he's actually, uh, as you alluded to, getting more open shots. So I think that that, you know, that creates a situation where there's some value there. Now, with 20 teams playing and some of these other games we'll talk about, there is good value out there. But I'm not afraid to go a, a Harris Holiday uh, as the two value plays uh, in my lineup at this point. So they very well could, could make it in there uh, with Levert and Irving in my book. I think, um, you know, Brogdon is tempting here. It's just his price has gone up a little bit again. And I'm just not ready to, to take a point guard spot with him here with this many good players. Uh, I, I already decided I just, as great as Harden is and as much as he could smash this game, I just don't want to pay that, that crazy number for him. Uh, I think Kyrie gives you a uh, similar ceiling, not quite as good, but similar at cheaper. Uh, and, you know, I like exposure to this game. No question could have two or three guys uh, from my team in this in this ball game. Excellent. All right, well, let's go to the next ball game. It's a good matchup, Milwaukee and Philly. Yeah. And it's a 236 total, uh, second highest total on the board. Milwaukee favored by six. And they are favored because... Uh, Philly will be without Embiid again, of course, and it is a back-to-back -back for them after a tough, close win over the Knicks. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. Now, other than Embiid, I'm not seeing any injury news here on this one. So right. um, with this awesome pace, Milwaukee fourth, Philly seventh, yeah. and good offenses, both top 12 on offense, how do we balance that out with two teams who are in the top 10 defensively as well? Well, for me, defense generally rules the roost. And you got to remember, you know, these two teams, uh, as much as they are a good pace, they get a lot of their stuff off of defensive transition. Because they have Giannis and because they have Embiid, you're getting a lot of stops. You're getting blocks, deflections. Um, Drew Holiday's a dog. Simmons is a dog. Those guys force the tempo because of other teams inefficiency uh, to not turn the ball over with Milwaukee and Philadelphia's uh, stout defense. Now, Philly doesn't have Embiid. He is the monster anchor of that defensive side. But I'll tell you what, watching Philly since the last two games that Embiid's been out, uh, Doc's turned up the fire and put the challenge out there because they are playing very good D. Simmons, of course, elite. Danny Green is elite. Thibel's elite. Um, you know, Harris is playing harder. I just, I'm really impressed with the defense uh, that they played even without Embiid. And on the other side, Milwaukee's just terrific. Brooke Lopez had blocks. He was protecting the rim. 
Giannis deflects. He's you know Mr. Stretch Stretch Man. I it's he boggles my mind watching him play, and you know they have some other really good defenders, including Drew, who's now back into a groove. So to answer your question, in this game with what I think the pace will be, a real grind it out, try to win a close game, keep don't turn the ball over to let the other team get all those push-out defensive transition points. And I, Doc knows that it's the second night of a back-to-back, so he does not want to get into a running game. So my hope in the industry is because of the super studs in here with Giannis and Tobias and Ben Simmons, etc., I think this game is going to get ownership. And to me, just from a strategically looking at how the, the game scripting is going to go, I think this is going to be an, a low DFS number game. And, you know, with 10 games on the slate, I'm hoping passing and fading this game completely will give our members an edge. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the borderline. I'm considering a fade. There aren't any price tags that I think are terrific other than Drew Holiday, again, I think he's underpriced, 5900 on FanDuel. And it is a tough combination of defense with Ben Simmons, Danny Green, uh, depending on who matches up with him. So it's not it's not a lock and load for me, but I, I do like Drew Holiday and the fact that he's played 32 minutes, two games in a row. Um, and with Simmons, sort of a similar situation. 7900 on FanDuel is playable for me. Um, but, you know, tough defense for Milwaukee, um, whether it's Drew and or the, the size and the paint there, because uh, we know that Ben likes to get out, run, get to the rim, and it's a little bit tougher when you have to weave through Giannis and Brooke Lopez after trying to yeah. get around Drew Holiday. So could could be a pass for me, but uh, I think those point guards are the, are the guys that I like the most. Yep. Now, game four, Coach. Sacramento huh. and Washington, and this is a big reason why I'll feel more comfortable potentially passing the Milwaukee-Philly game because this is as juicy as it gets. 245.5 total. That's the biggest number of the season so far. Yeah, and Washington yeah. favored by three at home. This is a front end of the back-to-back for them, but we usually get full Westbrook and Beal minutes in this situation. In terms of the news, we have... Hassan Whiteside questionable to get back in. He's yeah. been uh, dealing with the health and safety protocols. But Bagley is out with the broken hand. Yeah. So uh, big pieces of news there to see how things shake out with the bigs. Because if with Bagley out, if Hassan Whiteside's out again, I think Bielitsa steps up and he's really cheap. On the Washington side, we've got Neto questionable. Uh, everybody else ready to go. So this is a game that I'm going to have a lot of my exposure with. Number one in pace for Washington, Sacramento is ninth. And what a combination of defense here. Sacramento 30th, Washington 27th. Yeah. So I'm going to stack this game uh, pretty heavily. I like Fox. I like Heald. We love attacking the Washington backcourt. And their prices are fine. Uh, they've both been playing well. I like Rashawn Holmes here. Uh, centers against Washington have been excellent. Like yeah. I said, I like Bielita as a value too if if he starts. On the bench, I'm not going to go to Halliburton. 
he has been slowly ramping up his minutes. He is up to 28 in the last game, but you know, healed is basically the same price. So I'd rather I'd rather stick with Buddy here. And yeah. then the GPP bench option could be uh, Jabari Parker. This is mm. if Whiteside is out, if Bagley is out, and Bielitsa starts, I think he's the only kind of quote-unquote big that they might play. Um, so at bare minimum price, if he gets 20 minutes, he could pay off. He hasn't really done much this season. He's been out. He's only played in three games. Uh, so he's not my value, favorite value play. I just wanted to mention that that part of the rotation, and I think it's a really important one on this slate. With Washington, I think you could go with Westbrook or Beal. I don't plan to stack them both. I'd rather get multiple Sacramento guys here. So it kind of comes down to the site you're on and, and the roster construction. And then I'm definitely open with a to, to, to getting a secondary Washington guy. Um, Rui is still a good price on both sites. Yeah. Um, and then Denny Avdia and Bertans are the same price or even a little bit cheaper than they have been. So, right. you know, adding one of them to the mix makes a lot of sense. So I, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of guys here, coach. W- what about you? Yeah, this is a full pass game for me. Let's move <laughs> on to the next one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a straight face. I know you could, you know, I, I think that the biggest question of the day is how many is too many from this game? Yep. Because, it's that fine line of I do not believe there'll be a single optimal lineup on any of the sites that doesn't have multiple players from this game. But you can also overexpose yourself to a game, and there's just only so many DFS points to go around. Uh, I, you know, here's where I'm at right now. I mean, I just got to just lay it out there because it's you know it's morning. We've got all day to figure this out. And, you know, as of right now, I, I want to roster at least four guys from this game, uh, probably two and two Sacramento and Washington. There is the possibility and it's slim that I may go three Sacramento to Washington. So it's a 10 game slate. You know, you, you've got to be smart. I don't like stacking in the NBA. I stack all day long in baseball, et cetera. But in, in the NBA, it doesn't usually work. We do have an exception here. It's the perfect storm. The two teams we attack all the time are playing each other, pace, defense, everything fits. So it's just that one exception where I think mini stacking here is is uh, the, the really the way to go. Um, it's funny because I like Fox, Halliburton, Heald, Barnes, and Holmes. I like all five guys. I think Halliburton's going to get more run than he has. Fox in a just a garden seat spot here. Heald's been hitting uh, quite a few shots. Harrison Barnes, it, you know, if you look at how steady he's been, uh, you know, 30s and 40s all the time at a price that's gotten a little pricey, but uh, definitely can make value. I love Holmes. I think Holmes is a terrific play. You know, he loves to run the floor. Tip dunks, alley-oops, he's, he's a, a high flyer above the rim guy, and that generally gives Washington a bunch of trouble. So, you know, right now, again, it all comes down to cost. I'd love to go Fox Holmes. I may end up going Halliburton Holmes, but the other guys are in play. I'm, I'm looking at figuring that out. 
I'll certainly have a GPP with three of them. On the Washington side, uh, the three guys I'm focusing, well, four guys I'm considering, Westbrook and Beal, no, you know, no kidding. But you can't, in my opinion, roster both. So the question is which guy, uh, and, and it's, it's razor thin. I normally would say, you know, I got an edge to this guy. But the fact, you know, I would have given a slight edge to Beal, but now that Neto might not play, it could get a little extra run for Westbrook, a couple of minutes here and there, because they don't have as, as good of a backup. So I, I'm dead, dead set on playing one of them. I'm just not sure which one. The other two guys that I like, uh, Rui was called out by Scott Brooks about two, three games ago that he just didn't think he was playing hard. He was, you know, he was, he was, he needed to earn his minutes, et cetera, et cetera. And man, did he step up. And, you know, this is one of those scenarios where you look at a guy like Rui and do you, and you say, okay, you're going to roster Rui, you're chasing points, you're chasing his best game of the year, blah, blah, blah. Or you look at it from the standpoint I see a little bit more here is there's been a pattern now of he being challenged by his coach, him stepping up, being more of an integral part of the, the offense, and he's playing harder. You can just see it. So I don't think it's chasing. I think he's a really good option in, in just a perfect game situation. And then uh, on the super cheap side, I, I really like Denny Ogby off the bench. He's, you know, he's just a kid. He's, I think, just turned 20. Uh, and he's starting to get it, and he's active, and he's very long for a guy that can play, you know, wing positions and pretty much all over the place. And his minutes have been pretty steady coming off the bench. And you know, again, you got a situation here where you can just move everybody's expectations up DFS points-wise. So that's the big conglomeration of guys I have from this game. And I can promise you I'll come out of this with probably four guys. Uh, it's just, you know, perfect storm game. You can't fade, in my opinion. Uh, and if you do, uh, man, you're, you got to tell me why, because I don't see any reason to, you know, not have multiple people in your lineup from this game. And that goes for whatever, cash, GPP, single entry, it's just a must-have game. Yeah, Coach, the only way you, you can fade this game, in my opinion, is if you're playing a slate that doesn't have it on it. <laughs> you there know, you're, you play, go. you're playing another that late slate. Then or you... you're just wanting to donate. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so this next game, as we move to the 8 o'clock hour, uh, we're not going to stack this one. It's Boston and Cleveland, 217.5 total, lowest on the board. Boston favored by nine. Both teams on a back-to-back. Celtics lost at home to Utah. Cleveland lost to Miami at home. And we've got number 21 and number 26 in pace. Cleveland now 30th offensively. Uh, You know, two teams... Oh, sorry. I I dozed off with you just talking about it. (laughs) Now, these teams are below average defensively. But, you know, with the pace and the bad offensive Cleveland... I'll be surprised if if you have much here in terms of the injuries that could potentially open up uh, an, an option or two. We've got Tristan Thompson. I'm going to label him as doubtful. He missed yesterday with the health and, health and safety protocols designation, but they didn't announce why. So there's a chance he gets back out there. We've seen that happen before, but assuming he's out, uh, you know, Tice really stepped up yesterday. We've got Kemba, who I'm marking as questionable since it's a back to back. 
So maybe some value with the guards there. And then on the Cleveland side, we have Kevin Love doubtful. So any interest in this one with some potential absences? No, no. I this this game's just terrible. And you know, it's funny. I you know the coach here is all about love and everything, but I do have a secret I hate you more than life itself NBA list. And I forgot to mention that Alex Len is now on that list oh, for yeah. me after that last dud. He sunk my whole lineup, so he's dead to me. And there's another guy that I'm furious about, and that's Daniel Tice. I rostered him across the board. Nothing. Last game, he goes bonkers. Yep. And uh, so he's on. So two two guys get to jump on that list with the likes of Danny Green and Michael Porter Jr. and some other uh, coach no-no guys. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, this, this game stinks. I mean, it's going to be slow-paced. Why pay up for Browns, Tatums, Sextons, Walkers? It's just not enough available points. Too much bust potential in this game. You know, Nance is starting to get better runs, so he's somebody to keep an eye on, but really don't want to go there. Um, just in the, you know, uh, the thoughts of time here, I'm not even going to waste going over, guys, when this game just doesn't interest me at all. Yeah, I, I could get a one-off here. Tice, uh, 4,400 as a power forward on FanDuel, could make my lineup. Pritchard could make my lineup if Kemba is out. He's 3,200 and 3,500. And then Nance, uh, he was on the clipboard yesterday. He, he hit value, and he's still in the 4K range. Um, you know, Not as excited about him on this slate, but if I had to play somebody from Cleveland, that's who it would be, assuming Love is out again. I, I do want to mention one thing because it is a stat worth mentioning, even though I'm still not going to go there. If Kemba sits, the biggest bump, and it's not close, is it goes to Jason Tatum. His assist rate goes up by three, which is unheard of. He scores more points. I guess, you know, the bottom line is he's sort of the pseudo point guard. Even with Pritchard out there in limited minutes, Tatum has, handles the ball a lot. So, if for some reason Kemba sits and you do have salary left, uh, Tatum is probably a, a, a pretty sharp cash play. Okay. The next 8 o'clock game, San Antonio and Chicago, 227.5 total in Chicago where the Bulls are favored by 1.5. They had a nice win last night against OKC. The news here, we've got DeMar DeRozan still out. Yeah. Uh, and on Chicago, everybody's ready to go. Now... This one is, uh, let's see, it's worth discussing. we got to get into San Antonio here a bit because um, with, De with DeMar DeRozan out, there is some opportunity, uh, Chicago's 16th defensively and their 6th pace. Right. So San Antonio could put up some points. And here's the thing with the Spurs. Everybody, to me, is a guy that could pay off in a GPP because they're all pretty decent price tags. DeJounte Murray is the only expensive player, and I'm, he's the one that I wouldn't play because okay. Chicago did a really good job containing Shea yesterday, and I think Shea and DeJounte Murray have a very similar profile, uh, yeah. size and style of, of trying to get to the rim. So I, I could see you playing a, a spur in a GPP. Keldon Johnson finally got to 31 minutes in the last game against Detroit, didn't do a lot, but his price is still low. He could finally put it together. 
White and Lonnie Walker, if they're starting again, they could do it. Uh, Mills, Rudy, really everybody who's in the rotation. Now, I also want to mention uh, Drew Eubanks. And hey, I want you to know <laughs> that you know the DFS wor- world is still shocked at that that Drew Eubanks joke from the other day. It just it, <laughs> oh, it sent. Know ripples through the industry and i want you also to know that when i turned that game on the first guy i saw was drew eubanks on the floor (laughs) probably making a sweet move right like he always does but you you might be surprised coach because although drew eubanks in his last three games has gone 6x 7x and 12x i actually don't even know if i would put him in a game in a in a lineup tonight because you just don't know with pop i mean lyle's didn't play the last game what if pop says you know what i've seen enough drew eubanks the guys he's a stud i want to get lyles back out there and see what he's up to so um you know with all the other value here on this slate i'm not going to go to the spurs here and then on the chicago side i think you could consider either guard sadoransky is still in the 3k range on both sites after two straight games over 30 fancy points yeah uh does he get a little less run on a back-to-back maybe um, and then Levine, he's in the 8K range. Uh, he was awesome last night, and he can handle a back-to-back. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I could see playing one of the Bulls' guards, but I'm not going to go with any of the forwards or bigs there. So this is, you know, maybe a one-off. Um, most likely a guy like Sadoransky at, at that cheap price, but otherwise mostly a pass for me. Yeah, you know, I think I like this game even less than Boston-Cleveland. I, I just hate this game as well. I mean, the guy the guy that you would want out of this game is Levine, but, I, you know, I still don't want to pay that. That's still a high price, and it, it, you know, doesn't allow you to jump on these games with big totals. But Sadoransky deserves a mention because they didn't raise his price, and he is starting, and he's getting good minutes, <clears throat> and he's coming through. The only thing I will say is I've noticed – that they're not, he's not finishing games all the time either since he's been in this role. They have let Kobe White finish, and so that is a bit of a concern. Um, I do like that this game could stay close, and because if I do need that extra value spot, I wouldn't panic uh, as far as taking Sadoransky. I still feel good about it. They should have raised his price, and they didn't. Uh, but he's the only guy... <clears throat> excuse me, on the Chicago side uh, that I'm looking at. You can get some value there with Patrick Williams, who's certainly playing good ball. But they've Chicago's got all their guys back. Now with Thad Young, Otto Porter Jr., Markinen, Wendell Carter. I mean, most of those guys were out for chunks of the game or chunks of the season. And that's the other reason. I know Levine killed it last night, but I think his price is still too high. I'm going to wait for it to come down some more. And... You know, Porter needs the ball. Thad Young, they don't run plays for him, but he gets a lot of offensive rebounds. Markinen, like I said, you know, is somewhat of that alpha dog fight with Levine. Markin wants to shoot. So I'm not into the Chicago scenario. San Antonio, you know what? It is a good night for my blood pressure when I don't roster any Spurs. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so that, that'll just sum it up right there. So not a game uh, that I want exposure to, but... I do have Sadoransky for the emergency value, man. All right, excellent. Let's go to the last 8 o'clock game. It's Golden State in Houston, 226.5 total. How about Golden State being favored by 12.5? 
Uh, pretty exciting for that team. It's 20 and 20. And big pace game here. Golden State number two. Houston number four. Solid defense, though. Golden State seventh. Uh, Houston 13th. And we continue to have big news here with Houston and their tight rotation. We have Wall and Nawaba still out. We have marked Oladipo as doubtful, but we don't think he's going to play because it's a back-to-back. And they only had eight guys yesterday. So out of these question marks, do we get somebody back? Uh, Christian Wood, potentially, or House, or Ben McLemore. They need one of those guys to get out there to have eight. So um, talk me through this one, and what do we do with this potentially tight rotation for Houston again? Well, you know, it's funny because I remember very well Calvin Murphy, you know, the the, the guard from Houston. Yep. When I was a kid, phenomenal player at about 5'9", and just, you know, trem- one of the greatest free-throw shooters of all times as well. But he's the commentator now. He always wears those crazy wild suits. I mean, the wildest suits. I remember him interviewing the coach, They and he said, you know, coach, I got to give you my hat off. 11 and 10, above 500. That is a fantastic <laughs> job. Well, you know what their record is now, Andrew? 11 and 27. They've dropped 17 straight. <laughs> they probably feel like they've won 17 in a row, searching oh, for that high lottery pick. I would say, you know, you know, it, that that is pretty much over. They they know that they're going to I think they're going to get it. I just don't see any way around it. Question is will they win again? I mean, they're they're so banged up and they're trying to trade Oladipo on top of that. So they'll even be, you know, more draft picks, less good players out there. But, you know, it's, uh, there's certainly a concern that this game could cancel. I mean, it's very possible. I mean, right now, as we sit here, you know, I only know of seven guys that they're going to play. So, you know, we need to get that news and find out. Um, and again, that's it's going to be an hour later. They'll cancel way before that, though, if they can't roster it. So keep the news on it because I'm with you know I'm with you, Andrew, <clears throat> with the with the super short rotation. Whether they get that eighth guy, he may not play that much, uh, and they're going to play the daylights out of Kevin Porter. He played point guard for them in this last game. You know he makes things happen. He can score. He can pass it. Uh, just, uh, you know, an exciting guy to, to play out there. I think he's, you know, with the short rotation, if this game goes, if Curry's not a great defender uh, or Wiggins will play him, I think Porter is, is you know, high on my list and probably a guy that I'm going to go to. Uh, Jay Sean Tate was phenomenal the last game, but I believe that would be a points chase because he's played multiple games throughout this year now. And he's he's steady, and I like him, but he's that that ceiling I think was what we saw that last game. And I know now, you know, if Oladipo sits, somebody's got to score, somebody's got to do something. But we need to get the rest of the news because if House is back or Wood is back specifically, or even Macklemore, you know, that changes the usage rates and definitely eliminates to me guys like Tate and Brown. And they're both in in play or for discussion if all the guys sit. Um, so it's news dependent. The only guy that it doesn't really matter to me, news or not, is is Porter. I think he's, uh, you know, without question, uh, the the man as far as handling the ball, being their main facilitator and score. Um, 
you know, there's there's not a whole lot that you can feel much more comfortable with there. You know, the one good thing you can say on the Houston side is obviously with that low of a number of players, they are uh, blowout proof. So you're going to get extra run. And I'll tell you, that helped me last night that it, if you watch the very end of that game, uh, Porter got about eight fantasy points in that last minute. I swear he had a dunk and a layup and a steal. And so, you know, you got to love that as DFS pile on, you know, in a 25 point game. So I, I think Houston's got to be in the cards as painful as it is uh, just because of that short group of, of players. Now, on the Golden State side, I feel exactly the opposite. They have a deep bench. They have guys that have busted into their rotation, the Lees and, you know, the Pascals in there and Weissman and Looney. And you just lots of rotations, lots of guys. Uh, don't see how Golden State doesn't smack them here. You know, the, the total and the uh, line would suggest as well. You know Curry's not going to get ridiculous minutes um, after if the game's blowing out and his price is super high. So I'm not going to even mess with praying that the Golden State guys get run in a 25-point game, especially with their depth. And their bench is pretty good. So for me, it's all Houston consideration here, starting with Porter and then a pass on Golden State. Yeah, I like Porter here. He's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he's like the the new baby version of James Harden because he's the lefty who'll who'll use the step back and hit it and play with confidence and get to the rim. Yeah. And he also adds that defense, some steals and blocks, and uh, he does just l- quick. Love rostering him and watching him. So uh, great spot for him tonight with Oladipo likely out. Um, you know, KJ Martin. Um, Dude, did you see that dunk? I did. I mean, I, I was watching oh, that. He goodness, wow. left hand. I mean, he was. I'm telling. If he doesn't win the slam dunk contest in the next year or two, I'll be shocked. Because that dude can fly. He's got some some hops, man. That that guy is an athlete, uh, <laughs> and I like his intensity too. So yeah, uh, he's a guy that you could look at uh, to get a little bit more done than last night. And yeah. then he's gonna block shots for you. You know yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Wiseman, now on Fandle, here's my, if I'm going to play one GPP guy for Golden State, it's Wiseman on Fandle because he's only 3,800. Yeah. He, he got up to 28 minutes last game. And yeah. who's going to defend him off the bench? If Patton starts, Wiseman comes off the bench like he always does with Looney starting, it's going to have to be a guy like K.J. Martin, you know, trying to use his athleticism, which he could give Wiseman trouble, but... I could see Wiseman uh, having a solid return on on thirty eight hundred on Fanduel, but yeah. uh, other than that, yeah, uh, Porter and and that's the key focus for me as well. All right, coach. Three games left before we build our two brains are better than one lineup, and okay. we get to nine o'clock here with Miami and Memphis. Lower total two twenty and a half. Miami yeah. favored by two after that win over Cleveland, and with Miami's twenty sixth pace. Their fourth-ranked defense, Memphis's eighth-ranked defense. I do not have interest in this game really at all. Bam is back in the mix. He got 30 minutes. Uh, Kelly Olynyk still played well in Cleveland, yeah. but uh, you know, back to back, not expecting a high-scoring game here. 
we had the big mix of minutes with those guards. Hero stepped up a little bit. You know, sure, you could throw him in a GPP at 5,300. But right. I, I just don't I don't want to get involved there. We do have Iguodala now out, uh, along with Avery Bradley. He's already been confirmed out, and Mo Harkless. Right. So maybe somebody new jumps into that rotation. We have members who ask about Struess a lot. Maybe he plays tonight, but... I'm not going to play anybody from Miami, and I'm not going to play anybody from Memphis because, uh, you know, they had sort of a mess rotation last game, and Justice Winslow had taken the night off. So right. with him back in the mix again tonight, it's just going to muddy the waters even more. Uh, Bain, Brooks, Melton, Allen, these guys just uh, not interested against Miami's great defense. And, you know, I'm uh, this is almost one of the rare situations where I don't even care what these guys' prices are in this game. I'm just not playing them. So pass game for me. Well, I here's my narrative street of the day. And I I like it at the price. And he's rested, as you stated. Justice Winslow against the Heat. He was supposed to be a building block of that team and uh, just sort of got run out of town there. So he gets to play against the Heat guys, and you know a lot of people still can't real you know don't realize he's not on the Heat anymore. <laughs> he's on the Grizzlies, so I like the fact that he's going to be able to step up here. I think that he's a real safe play, even in cash, because with the rest he was getting uh, closing in on thirty minutes. He got twenty five to twenty eight in a couple of games before the rest, and I think they rested in the last game. So he would be fresh for this one because the coach knows what this means to him. And, you know, I think that came into play. I really do. He's a, a coach's coach or a player's coach. And, uh, you know, I really like Justice Winslow as my somewhat secret squirrel of the day uh, to, to really show out against his old team. Now, it's not like he doesn't have to, you know, beat Butler and Bam and some of the really great defenders there. But I think he'll have the ball enough playing that pseudo uh, point forward uh, position. Uh, you know, when Jaws off the floor, he'll do the, most of the ball handling. And, you know, if not, he'll be sharing in that with Jaw when he's out there. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to dial up a, a quite a bit of Winslow tonight. But I'm with you on the rest of the stuff. You just, you have, you know, a Miami team now that they have all their key guys back just are super deep and they're a dangerous team and they can rotate those guards on you. Uh, I, I don't see how you can play any Miami guards and ever feel good because they have six of them that could have a fine game. And, you know, that's just, that usually spells doom for DFS. You know, it's like playing roulette on that one. So uh, not going to spend up for Bam or Butler in a, in a, a better defensive game like this. Um, you know, probably just, the narrative here with Winslow, and that would be it for me. Okay, yeah, I could see him uh, cranking it up a little bit. Uh, so we'll see if that pays off. All right, two games to go. We've got Charlotte and Denver also at nine o'clock. Two. Why don't we Why don't we throw out so we have these two games left because we're going to forget before we build the the uh, two brains lineup. I just want to say something real quick, and then sure. you can jump in and finish it. Um, Great time to get involved here at Coach Talk. You know, we're we've won seven out of the last nine days, hammering slates, takedowns all over the place. Come and join us. If you just want to dip your toes in the water, three days, ten bucks, can't beat it. 
wonderful things we're announcing this week, too. Great uh, relationship and partnership now with uh, some fantastic uh, sites in the, in the industry. Monkey Knife Fights, Super Draft or two of them. There'll be some really good promos that'll be coming out there. And uh, also, we, you know, if you become a member, you can still jump into our NCA tournament contest, the, the first annual challenge there, where we're giving out some merchandise and free uh, membership. So love to have you join there. And then why don't you finish up with our 149er? Oh, yeah. Perfect time, um, especially if you're into the uh, NCA tournament. You want to make some wagers there. Uh, join us th- through betus.com.pa. If you can make your first deposit there, do it for 149 with the promo code COACHTALK. And you're going to get to use that 149 at BetUS and get a free membership with us all the way until June 1st. So the bulk of the rest of the NBA season, all of our MLB coverage, PGA every week. So uh, jump in there. And after you do that, just let us know on Twitter that you've signed up at BetUS. And then we'll get you into our Discord with an email. And that's where we give out the lineups, 20 to 30 minutes before lock. So jump in tonight and you'll get our golf lineups as well. Beautiful. All right, Coach. Uh, let's see his last two quickly before we uh, build the lineup. We've got Charlotte and Denver, uh, 230 and a half total. Nuggets favored by six and a half. And slow pace here with Denver 28th. Charlotte is 10th, uh, and their offense is 17th. But uh, middle of the road defense here, 17 and 18. And the absences here with Denver, we still have Morris, Harris, and RJ Hampton out. So. Any interest in this lower total game? You know, I you're going to be shocked here, but I, I sort of like the Joker tonight. I think he's he's going to be the forgotten man, and because of the pace here and all these monster games, you know, he's just such a phenomenal stud. And he didn't crush his total last game out. Um, this, I think, is going to be a close, hard-fought game. And I just don't think the combination of Zeller, Biombo, and Washington – will be able to to hold him down. Um, I, I, I'm thinking about making him my other pay up a play here uh, just because I think I'm going to get him real sneaky at low ownership. And it doesn't take much for him. I mean, three, four times down the court, you look at it, and he's got 15 fantasy points. Boom. So, you know, I I'm, I'm knew that that one would surprise you, but I really like him. I think he's got a great chance here. To have a you know a seven x game at his number, I think might be uh, necessary in your optimal lineup. So that's my big takeaway from the Denver side. Um, not real high on anybody else uh, with the rotation there. I know Barton's been playing much better, uh, so you know you can look at him super priced down if you think Composito is going to have one of his decent games, but a little risky on a ten game slate. Um, you know, Charlotte, uh, it's, it's tough now for me because I like ball and Rozier so much, but with Devonte playing and get Gordon Hayward scooping a bunch of usage from those guys, I just can't do it. It's just too many, too many basketballs, uh, not enough basketballs to go mm-hmm. around is what I'm trying to say, right. because I think they all have to eat off of that. And it was, it was funny cause I had, we had shares of ball and Rozier last time and Hayward really was demanding the ball and taking a lot of shots. So, you know, his price isn't that bad. But 
not going to any of those guys on the Charlotte side just because of the the share mentality because they're a decent team. Two games over 500, uh, really the surprise team of the year. So this might be a a joker day for me, believe it or not. Interesting. Yeah, he he will be under the radar. I mean, think about all the studs we've already talked about in that's right high total games. So you'll get him at lower ownership. Um, I don't like this game in general. Don't want to play anybody from Charlotte. Guy yeah. like you said, guy like Barton could certainly pay off. Um, but I'm I will have spent most of my money here at this point. Uh, okay. And then you know, again, funny that the next game here we've got the Clippers and Mavericks. Yeah. And, you know, the second ESPN game, uh, a lot of eyes will be on this one. And, and there's right. a guy named Luca in this one. Uh, we haven't mentioned him yet either. So Never heard of him. What a slate. Um, for this last one, it's the only 930 game, 226 and a half total. This is a rematch from Monday. Uh, right. Clippers won that one low scoring, 109 to 99. And, you know, we, we weren't too surprised by that. This, this pace here is 24th and 23rd. Uh, these are two very good offenses, though, second and 11th. Uh, yep. The news here, big for me, Ibaka questionable again. If he sits, I'm going to go right back to Zubats in some of my lineups, especially on DraftKings where he can play two centers. He's only 4,500, had a nice double-double in 35 minutes against Dallas. That's what we want for Zubats. Yep. Any, anything that starts with a three with his minute total, and you know you can you can feel good about getting him out there. Yeah. Um, Marcus Morris, you got to mention him as well. Now starting over Batum, and he's still cheap on both sites as a starter. Certainly in the mix for me. On the season, he's forty-five percent from three-point land. So yeah, that's impre- incredible. Watch out for him. Feeling good now as a starter. And then on the Dallas side, Luca. I mean, in that low total game, sixty-eight and a half fantasy points, triple double. Luca being Luca. So he's sort of in the in the Jokic category for me. Uh, Maybe a little bit under-owned, but wouldn't surprise me if he puts up 60 or 70 and gets a triple-double. So uh, this will be interesting because it, it probably won't be a guy like Luca in my primary lineup, but I could see him paying off for sure. Yeah, you know, it's hard for me. I, I think this game, I really think the Clippers have the upper hand in this game, to be honest with you. I'm I'm concerned because when they played last, the Mavs actually played pretty good. <clears throat> they defended decently, they hit shots, and they still couldn't win. They could never get over the hump in that game. Uh, Lucas, you know, do you pay up for him? I think I'm going to go Joker instead. I And my reasoning is I just the Clippers still have such good defenders. And if you notice, there were stretches. They tried all kind of different guys on Luka. They had Reggie on him just trying to speed him, and they had George on him. They actually put Kawhi on him in the third quarter when he had gotten hot. And, you know, Luka is magic, that's for sure. But at that price against, you know, two two or three guys, if Ibaka plays especially, you know, three guys on the court that are all NBA defensive players, it just scares me. And same thing with KP. You know, those two guys are big price-up guys, and, you know, it's a concern. Too many teams on this slate to look at any of the other players for Dallas, in my opinion. And, you know, for the Clippers – you know, you're you're getting that timeshare again with George and Leonard, and now Morris is in the mix. And I've always liked Marcus Morris. He's he's the the guy from the Clippers that I'm looking to play as a value play because 
I think the guy can score. I mean, he I had him all the time in my lineups when he was at Detroit and starting and playing a main role there. And it doesn't surprise me that he's shooting 45% from three because he can shoot it. And, you know, the Mavs don't have a great matchup for him, uh, whether it's Zubac or Ibaka in there next to him. So Morris is a good pay down guy. I'm with you, though. Uh, you know, I probably won't have Zubac on FanDuel, but on DraftKings and Yahoo, where you can have multiple centers. If Zubac, if Ibaka sits and Zubac starts, uh, I think you got to plug him in at that price. Do you know what he's shooting against the Mavericks the last three times they've played each other? Take a guess at the About percentage. 80%. 82%. All right. That's pathetic. Now, I granted, most they're almost all dunks, but still, it is what it is. You're getting to the rim and finishing. So um, you win both showcases. You stayed mm-hmm. under, by the way. Um, so, you know, I think that's a consideration. If Ibaka's playing, then that's an immediate scratch-off for me. So... You know, I know this is the late game, and so that's going to create a little bit more interest. It's a bunch of stars. That creates more interest. It's national TV, ESPN. So you know what I'm going to say. It's going to be over-owned. You're going to have an extra 3 4 5% at least on guys like Kawhi and Luka because everybody wants to watch their guy smash. And, you know, if I can get away from some of that, to me, fake ownership a bit, uh, I'm going to do that, but I like Morris in that uh, mix in order to make the lineups work. All right, well, let's get some real ownership together here with our two, two brains are better than one lineup. Coach, I'm going to okay. let, let you go first. As always, follow us on Twitter for any changes to this lineup at DFS Coach Talk. Sometimes it happens with the news in this day and age. Coach, start us off here. I get the first overall pick in you the draft, do. huh? Yep. That is pretty impressive stuff. Uh, trying to see which way we're going to go with this. Um, I am going to look at, you're going to be stunned here. This is a stunner right off the bat okay. after all the preaching that I did. But I know that you don't like Joker, so I'm not taking him. Okay. I'm going to go with Rashawn Holmes. Okay, I like it. Excellent. Okay. I think you'll have a big night. I'm going to just make go... you happy, Andrew. Oh, well, thanks. Know? I'll just lock in Levert since you're comfortable with it. 4,400. I don't care what you call this lineup. Hybrid GPP cash craziness. Yeah. Uh, he's no in there. 4,400. De'Aaron Fox. Okay. All right. I like it. So I, I got my bookends from Sacramento. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, because it's a GPP, I'm going to add the sh- an, another player here. Buddy Heald. It's 6,500. I like his price here. Stack City. Uh, Stack okay. City. So he's our third king. How much is he? 65. Yeah. Okay. So we're done on the kings. So how about if I go with my guy, Rui Hashimura, to balance it out a little bit? Yeah, I like it. Okay. And since we're on small forward, I'll go ahead and add Kevin Porter at 6,300. I mean, he should just get tons of usage with Oladipo out. I'm with you. I lost my building this on. I'm just doing it by eyeballs now because I'm I'm behind. And I don't want to slow us down. Okay. Um, I'd like to get us another value guy if possible. Well, we need uh, we need a point guard and two power forwards. Do you want to put 
Uh, Marcus Morrison as a power forward? Yes, I do. That's the guy I was just going to say. Correct. All right. And that gives us how much? That gives us, uh, well, let me put him in. We should have a lot. We, we, have, we have plenty. Uh, where, can we go do, Russ by any chance? Yes, we can. Because people are not going to play him because he's more than Luka. And I think people are going to say, why would I play Russ when I can go $200 down and play Luka? And I think Russ outscores Luka tonight. Or do you think I'm crazy? Uh, I don't think you're crazy. And I'd like, I'd like him in this lineup to, to make it more of a game stack and we don't want to leave Rui Hachimura all by himself in this in this That's game. That's true. Stack, He's so. got to have a running. So we're gonna have five from this game, which you know we said beforehand. You need to have four or five from this game. Right. So let's get Westbrook in there and see what that leaves you for the other power forward spot. Seventy-seven hundred. That's plenty of money. I couldn't spend it all in one place if I tried. Uh Oh, wow, boy. Any chance we could uh, – I wouldn't mind getting up 100 bucks and going to Tobias. Yeah, that would be nice. But if we did that, could we shave 100 somewhere? I don't know. That would be a tough 100 to shave. I kind of like all the guys we have in here. Because uh, I don't know – I don't trust Boucher in that game, and I don't trust Grant right now either. I know. Um. And I don't like any of the value plays. All right, find us. See if there's a way that we can put Tobias in and shave 100. You can take one of my guys out if you want. Whew. I know. Just uh, let's look at it. I mean, we could go from Westbrook down to Luca, And <laughs> <laughs> then we'd hope that Westbrook and Beal split it up a little bit. Oh, wow. You know... What are the chances we could buy down to Luca? Hey, maybe we should all. do it just for fun. Just, just for let's, the fact. Let's that buy down to Luca. That's exact. I mean, we'll never be able to say those words I mean, again. Exactly. Let's do it when all we right. can. I, you know, <laughs> I, I hate to force Luca in. Oh, you I know, mean, thirty just, point triple double average. Yeah, basically. I guess we'll take it. We'll take it for ten too. All Beautiful. Right. There it is. Fox, Luca, Lavert, Heald, Rui, Kevin Porter, Marcus Morris, Tobias Harris, Rashawn Holmes. We've got it locked in on FanDuel. We invite That's a to, winner. We invite you to play it as well. And we invite you to join us for the rest of our lineups tonight. Full cash lineups on FanDuel. Uh, full Yahoo lineup. Coach's clipboard on DraftKings. Um, reach out to us with any questions on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can join for as a membership right on our website, DFSCoachTalk.com. And we'd love to have you. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, Thank you for joining us. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.